This is a download from the outdoorstation.co.uk. Number 303. You're listening to the Rab TGO Challenge. Part 1. The 2010 event was blessed with incredibly fine weather as the 300 or so participants made their way during the month of May from the west to the east coast of Scotland. For those not familiar with this event, it is one which is totally unique in that it isn't a race or a competition. Its sole objective is the same now as it was over 30 years ago when it first started, to foster good fellowship amongst walkers within the framework of a challenging 200-mile expedition. And that is about it. You can approach the trip in any way you like. There are those who carry everything and travel through remote high areas, not meeting others at all, and walkers who use local bed and breakfasts and hostels and keep to well-trodden, easy paths. Most people do something in between and make it as easy or as hard as they personally wish. Routes are submitted and vetted for safety purposes and suggestions, and a small team in control track people as they amble their way, making sure rescue and advice is always at hand should it ever be required. I have had the unenviable task of editing the audio material gathered en route by Andy Howell and Shirley Worrell this year. Sadly, Rose and I didn't make it this time, and I hope I've compiled the material I do have in a way which is entertaining and informative. As you listen to this, it is worth keeping in mind that Andy enjoys a lightweight approach to his walking, and Shirley is, well, torn between stories of ghosts in haunted bodies and the finest of local foods. So her route was anything but direct to incorporate those interests. Walkers start on the west anywhere between Torridon and Ardrashaig and aim to finish somewhere between Arbroath and Fraserborough on the east coast. Andy started at Dorney, while Shirley set out from Oban. They both recorded a wide range of interviews with people they met along the way, some of whom I have names for, and others I have yet to work out. However, by the time these podcasts are released, I'm hoping the show notes will contain all the missing details. So here we go. Let's just let the story naturally unfold as told by Andy and Shirley and those they meet on the RAB TGO Challenge 2010. Well, it's another year and another TGO Challenge and I've woken up on Thursday morning uh, in the sleeper train uh, which I picked up at Crewe uh, which is taking me on to Inverness I've said this before but um, it's worth saying it again this is a wonderful way to travel particularly when you wake up in the morning open the curtains and there in front of you are mountains snow-capped mountains this morning um, heather, bogs, forest a bit of sunshine creeping in there uh, blue sky beginning to emerge through absolutely fantastic you feel your holiday has started already um, this year's crossing starts at the village of Dorney um, on the west coast of Scotland and then I should be wandering inland hopefully over some high tops down into Glenafric uh, from Glenafric through the Balmacan forest which seems to be one gigantic peat bog 
um, up to Drumnadrocket, crossing over Loch Ness, having a prolonged walk through the Monolith this time into Aviemore, uh, and then Aviemore through the Cairngorms to Bremar, Ballata, and onto the coast. Um, <coughs> and uh, no doubt it'll be as exciting as ever, and lots of people to meet, including some of my mates who I think are on this sleeper. Uh, for those of you who like the sleeper service, it's as good as ever, although uh, financial cutbacks have shown themselves so far. My, my coffee came this morning with just a single shortbread biscuit. All the little other little goodies that we used to get uh, seem to have disappeared. Anyhow, I'm here now. The journey's started, and uh, I, I really enjoy this day. It's a kind of nice, relaxed day before setting out on the big adventure tomorrow so uh, as we hit Inverness uh, take the train down to Dorney which also connects up with Shield Bridge I think uh, I'm sure to meet some people and I know this evening at the Dorney Hotel there's a number of TGO podcast favourites in residence so uh, party atmosphere tonight Well, hello, it's uh, nine o'clock in the morning and um, uh, welcome to um, my audio diary of TGO Challenge 2010. I'm sitting here with three other people, so going around the table in turn, first of all, I have... Barbara Pears, the woman with Kate the hairstyler. <laughs> okay, and then secondly... Kate Wood, with husband. And, and third but not least, the gaffer... Tim Wood, the one and only. Okay, so, um, so everybody's terribly excited. Um, Tim and Kate, yes, apprehensive but excited. Tim and Kate and I got on the um, train at Southport. Well, in fact, they got on at Southport and I got on close to Southport about an hour or so ago. And we got a train up to Wigan and then we got off the train... Um, Oh, no, we didn't. We got on the other side of the platform and a whole load of challenges suddenly started arriving. And so it's very much the sort of typical kind of getting on the train, uh, going up to Glasgow and new people getting on at every stop and having an opportunity to say hello to old friends at the moment. So we're all sitting around sort of chatting generally. So let me just ask um, Kate. Now, Kate, you were not on the challenge last year. No, I wasn't. But you've already done uh, quite a very significant number of challenges. Do you want to tell us how many challenges you've done? Um, I've done 10. Hopefully this will be my 11th. Fantastic. Well, I'm absolutely sure that it will. And um, has Tim done all of those with you? Yes, everyone. Okay, and Barbara... Best to his credit. Barbara, how many challenges have you done? I've done eight. This is my ninth. Okay. So, um, I mean, if, if, if I just ask Barbara to tell us which route she's taking this year. So, wh where are you going from? Oh, I'm doing a pensioner's route this year from Oban, not starting till Saturday, taking your time and ending up at Tangler Har, if I can get down to the beach. I've got to ask somebody about oh, that. That's yes. a lovely can you get down to the beach? Yes, oh, very right. easy. Yeah. It's delightful. Lovely. Look forward to that. So, I'm going with Team America, Louise and David Kernan, and Will, their young nephew, a 21-year-old. He's one of the youngest of our challengers. Starting Saturday, giving the Americans you know, another day to get over their jet lag, and also because I couldn't actually find another day's walking out of this route. Okay. And are you planning to go through Braemar in the middle? or? Uh, of course. Yes, we're hoping to have a good party. We're staying at Mar Lodge and then staggering into Braemar, going to have tea with the Queen on Sunday, as usual. She'd be very disappointed if we didn't call. And then heading off of uh, Jock's Road on Monday. Right. 
Excellent. So does that mean that you're getting into Braemar on the Saturday? Yes. Oh, good. Well, good. So am I, I hope. Kate? Shieldbridge. Okay. And just talk us through your route, if you would. Um, Shieldbridge, Coogie, Fort Augustus, over the Coriaric, through to Ruthven. Right. Um, then through to Braemar. The Fermont Road down to Tarfside, North Water Bridge, and finishing at finishing at where? Somewhere near St. Cyrus. Yes, St. Cyrus. Yes, that's fantastic. It. Okay. And uh, what kind of weather are you hoping to have this year? Well, according to the forecast, it's going to be snow and cold, lots of frosts. And do you have any preferred sort of weather for the challenge? Dry, uh, sunny, but not too hot. Okay. Now, let, let, let me see if we can, um, now, let's come and have a little word with Tim. Now, Tim, are, are, you, are you the person carrying all the gear, or has Kate got all the gear in her very large rucksack? No, I'm, I'm carrying, uh, I'm, I'm not carrying very much. Kate's carrying the majority. She, she will ha actually probably manage mine well, later on. That's what women are for, really, isn't it? Women are there, yes. yes. Followers. Okay. So, what? I mean, you must have one or two things chucked into your pack. What have you got? Yes, well, let's see, we've got... Uh, Two days' food, the cooking equipment, the tent. Right. What kind of tent have I've you got? I've actually brought some shorts, too, which is a mistake, I think. Good heavens. Well, I brought shorts. All the best people have shorts. Yeah. But what kind of tent have you got? Hilliburg, too, man. Right. And what kind of rucksack have you got this year? Uh, go light. Is it called a go light? No. I think it is a go light. Uh, it's go a light. new rucksack to you, isn't it's it? It's a new rucksack, yeah. It's taken, it's taken four pounds off the weight. That's fantastic. And is it right that you've changed your boots as well, your shoes? Yes, I've got Salomon light, lighter weight boots as well. Okay. And it cost a fortune, this time. Well, yes, but I mean, it's all worth it, isn't it? Because you, you've been hoping, haven't you, to reduce the weight that you're carrying this year because you've yes. got a bit of a dodgy knee at the moment. Yes, I have. I've, I've, I've got it strapped up. Um, I've reduced the weight. I counted about 35 pounds last time. I'm down to about 28 now. Gosh, so that's quite a significant reduction. Uh, well, we, we haven't not carrying quite as much food because we've sent food on. Right. In parcels? Yes. Have you, parcels. have you not normally done that in the past? Yeah, we have, but we've um, really worked out where we're going to stop and have a meal. Before, we've just put it in, but this time, if we're going to have a meal at a certain place, right. we won't carry that food with us, you see. Okay. Sounds so like we've worked idea. it out, we've worked it out as best we can to keep the weight down. Is Kate the person in charge of the food? Kate's in charge of everything. Women are, aren't they? Okay, well they are. Well, they think they are, yes, but it's a cause to reason. It's a male diplomatic yes. attitude. Yes. See, I'm, I'm merely an assistant. Well, that sounds entirely appropriate yeah. to me. Okay. Yes. Well, that, that's Tim's prerogative. Food. Oh, well, now Tim said that that was your prerogative. He said you were in charge of the food. You were in charge of the food, he said. Seemingly. Yes. So what have you what have you chosen to bring? What are you going to... Uh, well, breakfast will be porridge. Okay. Uh, chocolate biscuit middle of the morning. Right. Uh, soup, mm. cheese, at lunch. bread. Bread and cheese, lunchtime. Right. With another chocolate biscuit. Okay. Another chocolate biscuit. This is with Tim in mind. Yes. Mid-afternoon. Right. Uh, dinner, gourmet. Right, delicious. Soup starter with bread, wow. pasta, cheese sauce. Um, what, what are those crispies? Rice crispies oh, yes. with custard. Wow. And a chocolate biscuit to go to sleep. Oh, with fantastic. Drink. Gosh, that's vast quantities that of food. usually gets us through. That's fantastic. It sounds as though you're carrying more food for um, one day than I'm carrying almost for the entire trip. Well, this is with Tim in mind, of course, as you would appreciate. Well, yes, I guess. <laughs> Knowing Tim. But what kind of bread are you um, taking? Wholemeal with seed. Okay. So is it taking up quite a lot of space in your pack? It does rather, but I'm sure it'll be squashed down to nothing yes. by the time it comes to eating. Oh, fantastic. Tins of Heinz beans seem to take up. 
Yes. Well, I, I hope that all the cans of the Heinz beans are in um, Tim's Tim's pack. Yes. Barbara, what kind of um, what kind of food are you planning to eat? Whatever I buy along the way. I mean, tell us about, because uh, you don't take a tent, you do the B&B instead. So um, tell us, have you um, managed to find anywhere that sounds particularly interesting this year? Or what, what sort of places have you managed to book well, into? I'm looking forward to Bridge of Gar, which has reopened. And that sound, they've got a license, which I had to establish before I booked, obviously. Oh, gosh, I need something for stress. I get very stressed, very stressed. Um, and I believe Don Alistair Gardens, I'm there the next night. Sounds really interesting. I believe the gardens are fantastic and so is the view. Um, and of course, Mar Lodge, I haven't been there before, so really looking forward to Mar Lodge. Yeah, Mar Lodge, yeah. Yeah, so then there's Braemar Youth Hostel and then Clover, which is always great fun, you know, the Clover Inn. Um, and there you go, that's me. And what sort of thing will you be taking for lunches? Lunches, anything I can get hold of. Bread, bit of food, apricots, whatever. I'll eat anything. I'm a war child, don't forget. <laughs> All right, then. Well, um, I, can't, I can't think of anything else to ask about just at the moment. And um, I'm sort of coping with the fact that I uh, realised as we left the station at Wigan that I'd left my poles at home. So uh, Kate's just reminded me that I need to give some thought to trying to organise perhaps to get somebody to send them up to me. So uh, I think we'll finish that for now. And um, I'll go and have a look, think about my poles and, and nibble on a sandwich. So for now, it's goodbye for me. half past nine, still on the train um, bound towards Glasgow, um, and I've come along to have a chat with um, three challengers I haven't met before. Going, now that, so we're going from we're, Malik. Oh, right, okay. We're going from Malik. Okay. How yeah. many challenges have you done? This will be my fourth, and Graham and Ian are far more. Well, uh, this, this is my tenth. Oh, wow. Same. Congratulations. Well, I haven't done it yet. <laughs> well, no, no, but I've no doubt you will, but that's great. <coughs> How many? This is, I've done 15. Well, Oh my God! So I'm, I'm talking here with a legend, a soon-to-be legend, and a legend in make in the making, or a legend in training. I think so. so that's he's pretty. Still, he's already talking about his tenth one. Pretty now. impressive. Yeah, yeah. And he's He'll be doing fault. it all on his own. <laughs> <laughs> so, how many um, have you done as a group, the three of you? Four, four for four? me. This right. will be my fourth with these two. Yeah. yeah. So okay. So you're starting at Malague, and yeah. what, what's your route then? Uh, basically, it's it's it's, it's not um, a complicated route. <laughs> no, we're, do you mean exactly? Oh, we're, no, no. we're going over the Mammy Dale, down to Suley's Body, right. then up the Mamna Clochhead to Glendessery, right. then through cut cut uh, left over into Glenkingy right. via Tom Doon, Invergarry, then cut across uh, in Glenbuck through to the Corriaric. Through the Coriatic, Melgarve, so on, and so can you see? And then basically, we're, we're not doing a high route anyway because we've got a few injuries. So we're going through to, um, you know, Glenfeshi, Ruigetchikin, Braemar. Right. Oh, Braemar, excellent. For the middle yeah. Saturday. Yeah. They're good. See and, you there. And also, um, hopefully, if we're up in time. And then. We're supposed to be going then uh, north to Ballater and then Mount Keen, etc., through Tarfside, Edsel, and so on. Another thing I'm always thinking about, of course, is food. So, I mean, just mm. tell us briefly what sort of um, what provisions are you taking? Dried food or um, yeah, what? Yeah, in my, in my case, well, we've, over the years, we've tried all the different ones. You know, you know, the real food that you just heat up. Mm. Which is particularly heavy but good. Yeah. Uh, tried the freeze dried, but they're all expensive. This year I haven't bothered. I'm just for the first time ever. I'm just taking uh, packs of noodles and stuff to supplement that. You know, a few spices and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so it's basically noodles, but with other things like cereal bars, cheese, stuff like that. You know? Okay. So 
it's quite simple for that. But okay. it's, it's How about you? Well, it's very similar. Um, only I went and bought the uh, freeze-dried, uh, bought five of them, uh, but noodles and cheese and stuff like that, and I forgot to put the oxo cubes in. Well, but you can get some of Glasgow. Well, of course I can, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, basically, that, that's the sort of food. Right, yeah. And how about you? Well, similar to what Graham's saying. Um, but the other side of the coin as well is, I mean, if we if we hit a town or yes. whatever, we'll stay in a and b yeah. I mean, yeah. people do it in different ways, but, yeah. it, you know, the way we look at it is it's always nice to have a shower. And, Absolutely, uh, it's the way I look at it too. Yes. Yes. So we'll do some camping, some eating out, and yeah. maybe hit a and b now and again. Yeah, sounds like B&B and you know, can you say you find some licensed premises, you can always get a bar meal, can't you? Yes. The way I found it anyway, for me personally, because it's one thing to use, you know, sweets to get a sugar rush and some energy, but one of the biggest things you've got to watch out for is dehydration from the salts. Yes. So you always need to get plenty of salts back into Well, you need to get carbo-loading on the beers, it seems to me. As soon as <laughs> well. this, is, this is the approach that I adopt. It's, it's yeah, a medicinal thing, really, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, listen. Thank you. Thank you all again for uh, for being kind enough to do that. And uh, I think um, I'm going to go and have a sandwich now, and uh, oh, yeah. then go and, um, pester some other people. Right. Well, I'm on the bus now from Inverness. That's going to connect to. Um, all manner of points, including Dorney, where I'm starting from, and Shieldbridge, where my mate George is from. George, who's famous to many of you as London backpacker, fellow blogger. George, first time challenge, mixture of excitement and trepidation, I guess. Uh, yeah, more trepidation than excitement at the moment. And uh, how have you planned your route? How? Um... Straight line east. <laughs> that was the, that was the easiest way. I didn't want to do any ups and downs, so it's um, more or less going east all the way. Well, you'll have quite a bit of company, I guess. Is this something you've been thinking about doing for a while? Uh, yeah, probably about three years now. Uh, didn't get on last year, um, so obviously that's why I managed to get on this year. But and the year before, I did think about it, but um, I didn't actually uh, apply. So. Yeah, it's. I blame Bob and you. <laughs> yeah, well, because Bob isn't here this time, but he'll be uh, putting these podcasts together in the usual efficient car drive manner. But uh, as f- for the moment, we can say what we like about him, and um, there's <laughs> nothing he-, he can do about it. Um, you're quite an early aficionado of lightweight backpacking, aren't you? So, yeah. what kind of gear have you got this time? Um, well, got a go light pinnacle pack. I'm um, still using my heavy two kilo tent, but it's the tent I like, so that's the one I use. And then the rest of the stuff is just, you know, same lightweight stuff that most people are using. Yeah, your kit always feels light until you put the food in it, isn't yeah. it? And then it, then it, whatever, whatever your base weight is, it seems to be too heavy. Yeah, four days worth of food is just, uh, it throws it up, and you just can't seem to keep the food weight down. I think I've got about, I don't know, it must be about eight pounds in food, so putting that in, it just changes the whole dynamic of the pack. Yeah, very, very much so. Now, I often think I've got problems, really, as a hill walker being based in Birmingham, but um, for somebody based in London, preparation and training must be quite difficult. Uh, yeah, there's because <laughs> there's no hills, and, uh, yeah, there's not much, there's not a lot of walking for, for where I am, but I've... I've been out 
uh, three days a week I walked to work, so that was six miles each day, so 18 miles a week. Um, that's helped. I met up with uh, Mick and Gal as they were doing their um, end-to-end walk, and I put in, I think, about a 17-mile day with them. So the, the, that's, that's the amount of training I've done. So I'm just hoping that it works and helps. Well, I'm sure it will. We'll, look, we'll, uh, we'll catch up later. Okay. Um, most probably in Braemar, but um, you'll love it and just take it steady. Have a great crossing. Yeah, I will do. And uh, yeah, slow and steady. I think that's me. So I'll, I'm looking forward to it. I will do. Once I get going tomorrow, then that'll be it. I'll, 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 um, I'll feel okay then. Well, we're going to start from Malague. Okay, where we met. We met. That's right, that's right. And uh, we went there uh, a few years ago, but the first time we did the the beginning of this route from from Malague, we're going to Barrisdale, 14 years ago. So, so it's just it's sort of a new route all over again. Yeah. Yeah. And after that, where are you going then? After Barrisdale, we. Plan to camp by Lock Coy. Okay. And on to Tom Doon and Invergary. And I told these folks yeah. it's going to be a crowded route. Oh, wow. Lots of yes. people on the way. Yeah. It sounded very similar. We're, we're going to be at the base of uh, Gliorek. Yeah, that's where we're going to camp. And, uh, and after that, we are going up the, to the Caledonian Canal to Fort Augustus. Yeah, but before that. Before that, we go to Tom Doon. Are you staying at the hotel, though? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. And, and, and then, uh, then Fort Augustus. Yeah. And where are you staying in Fort Augustus? We're not sure. We're not sure. News I am proud. Yeah, well, I remember, of course, when we on the year that we met, which was 2006, oh, yeah. we were all in Fort Augustus then, and we were at the same hotel, which was the, um, the Caledonian. That's yes, right, that's and right. it was nice. It was lovely. And we might end up there. Yes. We just playing it by play ear. a lot by because yeah. we know our we, way there. Yeah. We see how we feel when we get through the canal. That the little hotel at Invergary. Yes. And we might stop there, but if not, we'll push on to yeah. Port Augustus. Yeah. And, and then we'll find it might be at the hotel yes. again. Well, it's nice to be flexible, really, isn't it? And yes, not it to is. feel the need to tie yes. yourself down to That's particular right. places in advance. Right. So, how many, just remind me, how many challenges have you already done? Well, as you probably know, this is my, be my 14th. Okay. And Phyllis is 13th. Yep. But we would have had two more. Yes. But, uh, for two years running, not yeah. pe- not last year, but the previous two, uh, Phyllis got uh, injured uh, on her knee, and and then uh, I my knee was injured, yeah. and I had to be rescued. Yes, but, uh, but that. You know, the RAF uh, rescued me. Yeah. You can't imagine how efficient those guys were. No, they're really uh, good. If I had to think about efficiency, they're the example. Right. Oh, were yeah. they reassuring? Uh, oh, very much so. Then they asked my age, and they said, "What are you doing up here?" <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was very important yeah. uh, for anybody who's listening to this, because yeah. uh, if you get picked up, they will ask you, yeah. do you have a tent, do you have any food, and so on. Were you prepared? And of course, I had all those things. Yeah. And, uh, well, were, any one of us could be unlucky, I and mean, yeah. if we've not made preparations, then... We're at fault, but it, you know it, the, the best prepared person in the world would right. be unlucky. You know? oh, that, of and, um, course, there's nothing course. you can do about that, is there? Right, right. Well, it happened that the year that I was, I had to be taken back to yes. the control. <clears throat> so I was there 
when Alvar had to say, should we organize a rescue? Right. And then he looks down at me over his glasses, so I knew it was him. Oh, no. It was nine days. What went through your head? What concerned me was, uh, we've made such a mess of it, you know, we, we look forward to this all year, and here the both of us, but they know me in the hospital. Very unlucky. When, when we got to the hospital and they had to do something to my cast, they said, uh, do you still, what's your name? I told them, do you still live at this address? <laughs> you must really like us here. <laughs> So, I don't want them to know me anymore. No. No, we'll be very... We no. say to each other all the time, no falling, no falling. Well, I think that the two of you had all of your bad luck in one, unfortunately, two oh, years yeah, right, and right, there will right. be no more bad luck no in the future. No more. I hope not. No more. go on and do another ten challenges without any further unpleasant uh, incident, I'm sure. We so, say, well, thank you very much, very both much of you. Have a fantastic you. challenge. There will be no more... I can guarantee no more bad luck. You've had all of that already. Yeah, I hope so. Have a great time, and I look forward to seeing both of you in Braemar. Good Thanks talking sure. with you. Them. Last year, I did half the challenge wearing crocs. Really? Seriously? Seriously. And so, what kind of ground was that? And tell me, because I've heard other people saying that. Well, I used, I used to wear boots in the hills and, and change into trainers yeah. when I hit Land Rover tracks. But uh, when I discovered these things, I, w I walked up to Calata from Braemar in a pair of these with no socks on. That's six miles. And I thought, hey, these are pretty cool. Yeah. But you only get one big walk out of them because at the moment the foam is quite firm. Yeah. But after a challenge, underneath the, the sole, it's all kind of soft and puffy, right. and you can feel everything through it. Right. So I've got more of these at home that look good, but uh, you feel every stone through them. But uh, I just got these yesterday. That's why the colour, because it's what I, what I could get. But they're terrific. I mean, it's fantastic because um, I've got Crocs. I didn't bring them this time simply because... Um, I wanted to see if I could get something that was as light, but easier to squish down. Because, you know, of course, you can't squish down crocs to put them in your no, pack. No, so but you can just hang them on the You side. can, um, but I've ordered some Innovate things. Innovate Recolites, they are. Um, Is that what you're wearing just now? No, um, these are Innovates, too. These are Terox. But the Recolites are like a, like a sandal sort of thing. So, anyway, I'll see. Oh, I know the sort of I mean, you know, they're mainly for wearing in the evening and around town, you know, around town when I'm sort of doing all that exciting stuff cool. around town in Braemar. But, um, are you but not I have like, oh, I'm walking in these. Yeah, I'm walking in the Terox. But what I'm thinking is that, you know, if we get the weather, I, I want to see what it's like to walk in the Recolites, you know, in the sandaly things. Because uh, Martin over there has told me he also walks in um, Crocs and it's found yeah. really good. Have you got time to hear this story? Yes, I'd love to hear it. It's, it's, I'm actually trying to cobble a book together and it's based on all the absurd things that have happened to me. Right. All my adventures, right? Right. And That'll be a thick book. On one occasion, we went up, a friend of mine, it was our last Monroe, and Bernard and I, my pal, we went to the campsite and said, sorry, we have no more room, and we pleaded and pleaded to get into the campsite, and she wouldn't let us in. Well, we went and we climbed this last Monroe with this lassie, and then we went to camp, and discovered that after all that arguing where we hadn't brought a tent with us. <laughs> you see what I mean about the absurdities? <laughs> Well, I'm looking forward to that book that you say that you're writing. Have you actually oh. started writing it yet, then? I'm still compiling it. Yeah. Right. Because I 
as I'm compiling it, other things are happening. Keep coming to mind. And, and I always carry a wee notebook, you know, old-fashioned. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you hear funnies, one-liners and stuff like that. But I've got, I've, I've got it kind of mapped out. It's a bit like the challenge route, you know. I know, yes. I know I've got different yeah. chapters. A movable feast. Well, thank you very much indeed for um, for, for having a <laughs> chat for and telling us the story. Preview. Yeah, bloody hell, excellent. It's uh, quarter to seven on the uh, night before the challenge. I finally got to the Dorney uh, Hotel and I uh, keep being told there are 30 challengers here. Um, where they are, I have no <laughs> idea. Challengers have a reputation for being certainly boisterous, particularly in and around bars. The only one I've found at the moment is my old mate Phil Turner. I'm particularly boisterous, as you know. It's <laughs> <laughs> a boisterous mode at the moment. So, second challenge came back again. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. I, I had a great time on the first one, so I thought I'd do it again. And uh, as the route kind of changed, because last time you went through very quickly, didn't you? Difficult time, getting, difficult getting time away from work. Yeah, no, last year I, uh, I thought, well, this is how long it will take me to do the route, so why should I sort of dilly-dally along the way? And um, I actually missed out on a lot of the social element to it. Certainly in Braemar, I left it a, a day early, and I ended up finishing on the Tuesday, and it was, it was kind of, well... It's just difficult. See you later. And it, was, it was a bit of an anticlimax. So this year I'm taking it a bit slower and going through some more, more of the flesh pots of the challenge. Um, these flesh pots of the challenge, we haven't heard that phrase for a bit. But these, are, <laughs> but and lots of people listen to these podcasts who haven't done the challenge before. So um, just describe to us the pleasures of a challenge flesh pot and what on earth can you expect? Uh, yes, I suppose flesh is a bit relative, isn't it? Um, so... <laughs> Obviously, there's Braemar's a popular one where uh, they, uh, where the uh, challenge teams to inhabit it for the entire weekend and then um, take over the Fife Arms. And then there's obviously the campsite and uh, the youth hostel, and it all becomes a bit of sort of a, ch- a challenge mini camp. And then obviously after that, there's Tarf Side, which I've not actually experienced before, but I've read a lot about where you camp on the lawn and the, and the volunteers look after you, and it sounds like a great great place to go. And, I'm going to say flesh pot, I'm not talking, uh, <laughs> you know, sort of debauchery and, well, maybe I am, anyway, not, not too much debauchery and uh, boisterousness. I arrived here this afternoon with two first-timers, one of whom he said to me, he said, some people seem to treat this as a, um, a two-week-long pub crawl, and of course some of them do, of course. Oh, that's an outrageous accusation. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, now gear, let's talk about gear, because you are carrying the same lightweight shelter as myself, which is the... Uh, mountain roll duo mid Cuban fiber, huge top for about 300 grams. So, um, uh, two of us carrying those a bit unusual, but we we reckon there are going to be more. This probably is going to be the lightest weight challenge yet, I guess. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see it. Um, assuming everyone camps in Braemar, it could be quite an interesting little, uh, little sort of lightweight trade show there, really. And certainly, I know there's a, a, a other than us, there's a, certainly a few more duo mids. I think there's certainly another. Cuban duo mid, so it would be really good to see a sort of a little Mountain Laura Designs um, display there. Certainly Stephen Horner's got his Trail Star as well, which which is a great shelter as well, so looking forward to seeing them all set up. The duo, duo mid is a single um, skin tent. It doesn't have a floor in it. Um, 
any trepidation about spending two weeks in the Highlands weather in such a basic shelter? No, I mean obviously before I brought it here, I did a lot of a lot of tests with it. I took it out and I, you know, I, I sort of tr- tried configurations and. You just got to be selective about where you camp. I can't imagine anyone ever camps in a puddle intentionally, or you know, was ever in a situation where if it does get flooded, they can't move or whatever. It's really not unless they've had a good night in the flesh pot. Well, this is a good, this is exactly it, and then you're just going to be a bit wet, and then it's not too much of an issue anyway. There was a guy a couple of years ago. I swear this is true. I saw his acto had been pitched, that part of it was leaning over the side of a road. <laughs> That was you, wasn't it, Andy? <laughs> no, it wasn't. But um, no reservations at all with that. There's it might be single single skin tents are, are pretty robust and, and and very light. Yeah, and, and obviously the con- everyone always mentions condensation straight off when you say single skin. I'm going to get wet. I mean, condensation happens in every tent. It's just in a yes. I mean, the, you know, something like the Acto double yeah. skin tent that's famous for its condensation. Yeah, no, it's just it's, and the beauty of the Geomid is that it's got so. It's so um, so cavernous, you just don't touch it. And also, any the, and it tends to the steep sides ensure that it runs down to the ground and drips onto the ground quite nicely. There's no, you know, it's not really, an, not really an issue for me. And it's got good ventilation. You can pitch it a little bit higher off the ground. Uh, it's really, really a non-issue the condensation. Okay, now this year you've you've really cracked on with your blog, and as a result of that, you've had all kinds of manufacturers getting in touch with you. And I think you're trialling some new gear out this year. So take us through some of the highlights of your other gear kit list okay well i've i recently got i've got some new balance shoes that i'm trying out there uh, i think the mr 910 or which are a, a non non gore-tex uh, trail running shoe they're only marginally uh, heavier than um my terox which i took last year but they've got significantly more cushioning um so i'm underfoot i found that i'm quite heavy footed so i found that the terox just there's a little bit of pounding going on there certainly on the road walking whereas these have got a little bit more protection in that area um, and I really like them so far. Um, they've not had a massive test yet, so this will certainly be a good test. Um, and I'm also wearing the Golite uh, Tumalo uh, jacket, which uses the, per- the new Pertex Storm fabric, which is very, very interesting stuff. It's almost a similar, it's a similar uh, outer coating to to your uh, Paramoth third element. Actually, it's a very similar kind of outer fabric feel. It's kind of a matte finish, not very crinkly. And I'm really, really, really pleased with that so far. It's fully featured. It's got all the bits. Um, pit zips, you know, the full hood and everything. So, looking at the weather, it's going to get a good test, I think. Yes, um, I wondered if that was one of the excuses as these 30 hardened challengers have turned up, taken one look outside, and gone straight to bed for two weeks. It's a, it looks as if it's going to be a traditional Scottish crossing. Yeah, I think actually what it is is people are warming up, they're having a nap ready for the night's revelry. I think that's what it is. They're having a little nap and getting into the challenge spirit. Well, it's. Um, <laughs> It's been quite uh, drizzly and showery today, and I think that's the kind of weather that we can expect. Although, um, maybe with some uh, chance of it brightening up towards the end of the weekend. Yeah, that's what I've heard as well. I think t- I think tomorrow's going to be particularly bad. There's a uh, talk of snow on the slightly, on the, even on the slightly higher ground. Um, there's no snow in hills at the moment, so you know we'll, we'll, who knows what's going to happen really. And we don't come here for the weather. Us hardened <laughs> challengers. Um, Expect the worst, but uh, certainly look at it as it's really quite funny, isn't it? You sit there thinking, go outside, and, it's cold and horrible, and think, well, tomorrow morning we'll be up and raring to go. Uh, the cold and the wind and the driving rain will have a, no impact on us at all. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, I totally agree. <laughs> okay, Phil, we'll have a good trip and we'll uh, 
Well, we, we might actually bump into each other quite a lot on this crossing, so um, and, uh, we can compare gear and stuff. Anyway, we'll, um, we'll sit down and uh, look forward to enjoying our venison casseroles here in the, and, and hopefully somebody else will join us because perhaps this might be the smallest challenge on record. <laughs> yeah, maybe not as many, yeah. Anyway, I'm looking forward to it and uh, I'll see you on the other side. Well, it's almost the end of the, of the day of travelling. Um, it's half past ten and I'm sitting on the wall outside the youth hostel at Oban. Um, arrived at about half past three this afternoon um, after a, quite a pleasant train journey. Um, really nice to meet up with uh, a lot of old friends and to meet some new people. And then made my way via Waterstones where I bought a book to the youth hostel and uh, dumped my kit and went back into town. Uh, had a very pleasant evening. I met up with Barbara Pears again and um, properly met the three people that she's walking with um, all the way from the United States. Um, there's Louise and David, who are brother and sister, and their nephew, Will. And um, Barbara is walking um, with Louise and David and Will, and they're not actually setting out until Saturday, and so they're going to spend tomorrow sort of consolidating, because the others are still jet-lagged, I suppose, having flown over from the States only recently. So anyway, um, I'll see them, I think, in the morning, um, but I'm planning to set out, um, hopefully at about, well, nine, half past nine. Um, I'm going to Tainalt tomorrow. I'll have to check my little um, schedule, but I think it's about 12 miles. Um, it's mainly road walking. That's a bit of a pain, but it's uh, what had to be done in order to get me um, onto the route that I want to take. And so uh, I'll just get the road walk out of the way, and hopefully after that there'll be very little road walking in the two weeks that lie ahead of me. Uh, it's absolutely gorgeous where I'm sitting at the moment. It's a very still evening. Um, we had beautiful sunshine this morning and then as we arrived in Oban the weather had closed in a little and it was claggy and it began to rain. Um, but the rain blew off and we had some more sunshine and now it's settled into uh, a cold clear evening and I can see um, the lights of the many buildings on the other side of the harbour uh, reflected in the water. Uh, it's very pretty, sort of whites and oranges, blues, greens and yellows, and I can see shadows um, between here and the harbour where there are boats moored. Um, earlier on we watched a cormorant diving for fish, and that was that was very interesting because I'd never actually seen that before. So anyway, it's very beautiful, and I'm just going to sit out here and take in um, the site for uh, five minutes or so, and then I'll go in. There's one more person in the dormitory that I'm using, and she unfortunately is already asleep, I think she won't be sleeping for much longer when I go back in because the door's very noisy and I don't think it's going to be possible for me not to disturb her. Anyway, I'll be as quiet as I can um, and I hope to sleep well, read a little bit of my new book, um, wake up probably 7, 7.30, something like that, um, and get out of bed and start repacking my things, which always takes me ages. So, well, there we are. It's been an interesting first day and uh, uh, I feel a little apprehensive, really, about tomorrow because although this is going to be my fourth challenge, um, it's, uh, well, it'll be the first time in, in the last three that I've actually been setting off all alone into the wilds um, because last time I was walking with uh, people that I knew on the first day and the time before that I very quickly met some people having left from a lake um, at, um, at the pub after the ferry ride and um, and after that I didn't really do a great deal of walking on my own so this is something I haven't done for well since 2005 really on the challenge 
Um, and since I hope to have a series of haunted bothies ahead of me, I, I confess I am actually feeling a little apprehensive, um, but excited, of course, at the same time. All right, well, we'll call it a day for now, um, and uh, I will speak to you again in the morning. So, uh, for now, it's good night. improvement in temperatures as we head into the weekend and it's not such a chilly start as we've had in recent days it is cloudy and rather damp for most of us though with some patchy mist affecting western parts and the last of the overnight rain lingering along the east coast but we'll see things brightening through the morning as that rain clears some sunshine will develop but that'll spark off a fair number of showers and some of them will be heavy temperatures in edinburgh will peak at 15 celsius that's 59 fahrenheit it'll be 13 or 14 for most so slightly up on yesterday but still only 9 Celsius in Shetland with a fresh southerly breeze. Light winds elsewhere. <laughs> It's day one of the challenge 2010, and I'm at the youth hostel in Oban. It's, according to my watch, seven minutes past eight in the morning. But anyway, um, I'm sitting at a table with um, three challengers, sitting looking excited and, um, and desperately keen to get on with the day ahead. So if I can just ask you first of all, um, well, let me ask you first of all how many challenges you've done before. Chris, I think this is your first challenge. This is, this is my first one. Last year, my husband did it, and I was helping at Tarfside, and it was the camaraderie. And everything that um, made me feel, while well, I'm, st- I can still put one foot in front of the other. I'd have a go. Yeah, well, I must thank you now immediately because I was one of those many hundreds of people that went through Tarfside last year and benefited. Oh, really? Oh, yes. gosh, that's disconcerting. Well, thank you for that because I it was very cold when I got to Tarfside and I very much appreciated a cup of tea and biscuits. So, okay, so this is your first then. Yes. Well, best of luck with it. And thank you. Yes, my second. I'm uh, I'm Chris's husband and. Uh, after last year, I wondered whether I'd bother again because it was it was tough, but uh, very pleasurable, but very tough also. And then Chris said that she wanted to do it, so that was that decided we're, we're back again. And Carl, I think you've actually done quite a lot. Well, well uh, this is my eighth, um, and hopefully I shall um, get across because I've had an ankle fusion eight months ago, and um, this is a big test for me. I've done my first one in 86, wow. so I've spread them out over the years. Um, yeah, and I'm looking forward to it and, and hoping, you know, that I'm really going to get across. Um, and how is your ankle feeling so far? My ankle is fantastic, but after this fusion, my knees have been flying up a little bit, but my ankle is unbelievable. John Donoghue put me on to it because he had the, the same operation over a year ago, and I heard about it, and I spoke to him, and so I had it done. I couldn't walk two years ago. I couldn't walk, and now it's, um, it's fantastic. Yeah, I'm really pleased. I wish you all the very yeah, thank you. with that. We all have our problems as we get older. I'm carrying more pills than what Boots the Chemist have got. So, are the three of you walking together or are you just sharing the breakfast table? Well, we happened on each other yesterday on the train and uh, we have slightly different destinations tonight. So, um, yeah, well, what's your what's your plan today? Well, we, uh, we're going beyond Tainalt, probably uh, as far as Glen No, maybe at Glen Kinglass if we're feeling good, and uh, wild camping there. So, how far do you expect to be walking today? Well, about 16. Yeah. 
car. What's your plan to do? Well, I'm only making for Tainalt. Um, I'm having an easy day today, the first day, to yep. you know, just make sure I can, I can walk all right. You know? Then tomorrow, King Glass, on to King's House, Bridgegoa, Kinlock, Rannock, Tamil Bridge, up the tilt, Ramar, and down so on. Fantastic. Yeah, so, Sounds exciting. Yeah. It is. I mean, I've walked part of that way before, but not, not all of it. So, um, and I think I've picked a fairly sort of low-level route because of the you know, circumstances. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah. now, now that you're just about to start on your eighth, do you now have ten challenges? For oh, yes, yeah, yeah. This is the big challenge. Because when I started years ago, um, there was people who'd started way after me, and one in particular, David Towers, he's, he started after me, and he's on his 20th this time. Wow, amazing. Um, and, yeah, lots of the challenges so uh, and I thought myself oh, I don't think I'd bother to do it but I really enjoy it and I think more as the years go by I'm you know more and more determined that uh, you know I, I really enjoy it. Did so, you say that you did your first in 1986? 86. Yeah. So how did you first come across the challenge? Well I heard about it in 84 and I applied to get on in 84 and got turned down um, so a month after the challenge, I went across with a friend, a month after. So I went across Scotland in 84. In, the, in 86, we applied again and we got on. And uh, ever since then, I've done it two or three times with a friend, but mainly the other times I've been solo. But you, you always meet up with people, have a day's walking with them. And uh, like today, well, I'll probably walk to Tainholt and meet lots of people. Yes. And, uh, so tell me, I mean, what, what is it that keeps you coming back to the challenge? Why, why is it that you decided to come back for number eight? Um, well, a lot of things. It is a challenge, um, you know, uh, and it's meeting people you haven't seen for maybe... There's a couple I haven't seen them for 16 years. I've missed them this morning because they've caught the ferry early. Bob and Marilyn Simpson. Right. Um, I walked with them back in, when was it, 96? Um, we keep in touch, but I haven't seen them since, so I'm hoping to meet them at uh, Montrose on a Thursday night for the dinner. And it's just things like that, you know. To me, it's getting out there in the great outdoors and, yeah. and the challenge of walking across. Yeah, I mean, people say that uh, people talk about the camaraderie of the challenge and how it is like a big family, but I mean, I really feel that it is like that. It is, and you know, I see people from year to year, and I have seen them for 12 months, and it feels as though I'm meeting a long lost friend, you know, even though I've never met them at all before the previous May. Yeah, and people are really helpful. I mean, if you're in trouble, there's always someone there who will help you out. Um, that's what I've found in the past, and likewise, I've done the same for other people. And I say it is like a big family group. <laughs> Well, so I'm still um, in the breakfast room at the Youth Hostel in Oban, and um, David's finished his breakfast. Will is still eating some toast, but uh, they kindly agreed to have a word. This will be my third. Okay. And have you done them? Have you walked across on your own or um, with somebody else? Uh, first time with my sisters, second time with Barbara Pierce okay. and Barbara's friend Doug. And this year with uh, my nephew Will from California, Barbara and my sister. Hello, Will. Hello. Okay. So, um, you're all walking together, clearly, um, I'm, I'm desperately trying to rehearse the map of um, Scotland in my mind and failing this week, but I mean, obviously we're in Oban at the moment. Can you remember the rest of the route? Or? Oh, you're asking the wrong person. <laughs> I just kind of look look at the map as we go with our schedule and uh, go from there, yeah. So when you came over to do the challenge, was it the first time you've ever been in Scotland or had you been here before? Yes, no, that was my first time. Right. Yeah. And what do you think of it then? What do you make of it? I, I swore I would never do it again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Both times I said I'd never come back, and here I am with the third time. So they say that happens. I didn't believe it, but yeah. 
And so what was it that you found so off-putting? I suspect probably all the things that I also found off-putting, but yeah, tell me. Yeah, yeah, just the, the pain, the work, the effort that goes into it, and then, uh, but it is, it is exactly what they say, it is a great challenge, so... So you're from um, New York. Um, is that New York City or opposite? No, no, the opposite end of New York State, uh, Buffalo, Western New York. Right. Yeah. And so, what kind of scenery? What's, what's it look like over there then? Is it flat or uh, is it a little bit of everything. We've got uh, it's it's nothing like New York City. We always differentiate when people say, "Oh, you're from New York." Uh, it's more rural. A lot of farmland. Uh, city in Buffalo, Niagara Falls is a half hour away. So. And do you do a lot of walking over there? None. It's, it's funny, actually, the number of people um, who I think don't normally walk, but then they'll come on the challenge once a year and uh, do all the walking all at the same time. Well, that was most of the people that had asked me my first time. They, they asked what was my hiking extent back home. I said, well, I never had. And they, they just thought that was, that was unusual, yes. taking off a challenge like this for my first time walking. So. But all the more kudos to you for getting across. You know, oh, well... Um, yeah. <laughs> how did you go about choosing your kit, you know, the shoes and tents and clothing and stuff? How did you know what to go for? Uh, through my sister, who initially went through uh, Lou and Phyllis Laborowitz, who, who are legends of their own and, and on the challenge. and They gave her guidance, she passed it on to me, and uh, we went from there. Yeah. So, Will, you finished your toast now, so um, um, how'd you do? Uh, did well. Good? Tastes good. Okay, and you come from... California. All right, then. What part of California are you from? I'm from Northern California, near Berkeley, and um, I'm studying in Los Angeles currently. So what are you studying? The classics. Oh, really? Classics? My goodness. What, as in languages? Yes, as in languages. Um, concentration on Greek and Latin. So is this your first time in Scotland? Uh, yes, it is. Okay, and so you come along because your aunt and uncle do it, and they've been telling you challenge stories for years? Yes, they have. And what sort of things they've been telling you? Um, just mostly on how hard it is, and... Uh, how much they never want to come back, and then every year, right. how much, how excited they are to come back. Right. And um, yeah, the cyclical nature of it yeah. is uh, quite enticing, and so here I am. Right. And um, what do you think of it so far? Um, so far, it's good. It's uh, today's our first rest day. First day of our trip is our rest day. Oddly enough. Um, so so far, it's very easy going. Okay. And when did you actually fly over? Because it's Friday now, isn't it? Friday now. It is. When yeah. did you? Flew over, arrived on Wednesday. Okay. So you're still a little bit jet lagged then, I should imagine, the three of you. Um, yeah. If I am, I can't really feel it much. Well, it's lunchtime on day one. And the uh, weather's been rather spectacular this morning. It's. Uh, we woke up to sunshine and blue sky, and um, as we've climbed up this little glen, um, on our way towards, well, variously Iron Lodge or Glen Affric or Loch Mulladoc, um, as we've climbed up, um, we had a few showers, but we've stopped now in a nice piece of woodland, and uh, sunshiny, birds are twittering, which you maybe can hear, cuckoos are out, and there's a little band of us here. Uh, Angus, you were with us last night, and uh, where are you off to today? I'm off to Loch Malardo, just try and get as far down the loch as I can, and um, make it a little bit easier for myself tomorrow. Uh, but that's the theory, it might not work that way. Uh, it's a gen gentle, low-level, nice amble, 
this year? Just an amble, yeah. Just the, the muscles are telling me that it's a bit more than that, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. And uh, how many crossings have you done there? This will be my 11th. Have you started here before? I've passed through here before uh, from Plockton, but uh, it's the first time I've actually started in Dorney. Okay. Memories. Yeah. Now, as we speak, uh, two of our old favourites have turned up, Lee and Tony, and uh, we're all having a great time because there's a, I have to describe as like a kind of farm-built kissing gate through which it is impossible to get with a backpack. <laughs> so we're going to sit and watch these two have as much fun as we did. I'm still walking with Phil Turner, who's with me. Phil, um, not a bad day's start for first day? No, it was, it's a lot better than last year. Uh, just a few showers and the sun's been coming out. It kind of started raining when I put my sunscreen on, so uh, there's a lesson to be learned there. So I'm never going to put my sunscreen on ever again. Uh, and it'll be sunny for the entire journey. Yeah, yeah, it's a lovely walk there. And... Uh, Blow me down, they've done it in one. So have you been this way before, you lads? Not myself, no. Tony has. This is the famous Lee Wells, a media star and a fan of backpackinglight.co. <laughs> and Tony. Yeah. Hiya. Got all my own records. Yeah. <laughs> where, where are you going this year? We're heading to St. Saurus, just for a change. Oh, that, one of the nice things about this is that people plot all these various alternatives to finish. And I was talking to Tony last year about this, and I said, well, in each year I said I'm going to finish somewhere, and I've only ever finished at St. Cyrus. And you said to me, well, I've always finished at St. Cyrus. This time I'm finishing when I put on my root tree, St. Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> so there's no confusion. <laughs> and so uh, give us a highlight of the route this year. Are you going the same route together all the time, or are you splitting up? No, same route, yes. Yeah. Start to finish, yeah. yeah. He's got to put up with me all the way. Yeah. And where, do you, where are you off to from here? Uh, we're going to uh, Iron Lodge, just about uh, five clicks on from there. There's a, a lock. We're going to camp up there, maybe about five o'clock if we're lucky. And uh, crossing Drumlid Rocket on Monday? Yes, yeah, we should be there for some yeah. beer and another more beer and food. And Angus, you too? What? Drumlid Rocket on Monday? I think Sunday if I, if I make my targets, but Monday's a possibility. Well, it looks as if yeah, it looks as if there's going to be a party in Drum the Docket at uh, lunchtime there, outside of the pub. So let's hope this weather stays. The weather forecast is good. It's uh, getting better, and uh, we've been watching some mist rolling in over the high hills there. But um, uh, it doesn't look as if it's going to be present as much of a problem. And it's actually quite warm as well. So I'm almost tempted to say this is perfect challenge weather, but I, I don't suppose I should really. Anyway, we'll. Uh, We'll get our sandwiches out and we'll leave you to it and we'll speak no doubt later in the day, hopefully from some high, remote, beautiful wild camp spot. I'm just going to sort of go around the table and ask people what kind of days they've had. So I'll start here because you kind of heard from Charlie and me earlier on, but um, Roy is going to tell you about the day that he has had. Absolutely fantastic day. Weather has been absolutely brilliant. Really good company. And uh, may it continue for the rest of the challenge. Absolutely right. Couldn't have been a better start. Nothing like starting from sort of Torridon last year where the sort of uh, rain was coming down in steroids and it was all grey and horrible and looked like it was going to have lightning any moment. But uh, So what's the rest of your route? What, what, what are you proposing to do? 
Glenn Kinglass, yes. Gordon Bothy, oh, yes. Dal Winnie, <gasps> Glenn Feshy, yes. Bray Maher, yes. Rest Day and Bray Maher on Sunday, right. Sheerlin and Mark, oh, Tarfside, Tarfside, mm. and after Tarfside we're undecided. Okay. <laughs> and so Bill, are you walking with Roy all the way across? I'm walking with Joe all the way across. This time... This time last year, I was back in Fort William with a very bad leg. So if you're listening to this, Roger, you'll realise how important it is to me. I'm uh, at Tainalt and managed the first day. So hope to see you in Montrose in about 12 days' time. So, Charlie, um, as you told us earlier on today, this is your first challenge, the first of many we all hope and confidently expect. So um, uh, let us know what you think as a sort of first-time challenger, what you've made of your first day. Well, it's been a bit unnerving so far. I was walking along the road, minding my own business, when I f was overtaken by a mad woman. <laughs> but I haven't stopped laughing since, so that's okay. <laughs> yep, the omens are good so far. My shoulders are aching, my feet are sore. Job done, yep. Sort of. Very confident that this will last the entire fortnight. <laughs> well, I noticed actually looking at you now as you're talking to the dictaphone that you've caught the sun today, um, and I'm not sure whether I have, but certainly you have. You've definitely caught the sun. Well, actually, I caught the sun in Norfolk, actually, about two weeks ago <laughs> when I walked the, uh, North Co uh, the Norfolk Coastal Path. Wow. Gosh. How long did, tell us about that. How long did that take? How far is it? And did you do the whole thing? It's about uh, 50 miles from Hunstanton to Cromer. Oh, okay. took me three days. Right. The sun was shining, the wind was blowing, and I got well burnt. Right. And did you finish with a crab at Cromer? Of course. Right. And how nice was that crab? Well, what can you say about Cromer Crag? Well, it is absolutely brilliant. Well, tell me, well, you know what, I'm just obsessed with food and I'm actually hungry at the moment, so it's particularly desperate. So tell me how the Cromer Crab was prepared. Well, the local fishermen okay. catch the crab, yes. they take it back, they take all the nasty bits out and yeah. put it in a shell, and you can have it with a lovely salad, and it's absolutely fantastic with a nice bit of brown wholemeal bread and a little bit of butter. A really it, nice butter. And it's absolutely fantastic. Right. You can't beat Chroma Crab. No, it is fantastic. Well, <laughs> I wish there was a Chroma Crab here for me to eat tonight. Well, sadly there isn't, but there is a very extensive menu, and I had a look at the menu earlier on, and it was so delicious that I couldn't decide, so that's why I decided to go to the shop instead, and I can look at the menu again soon. We'll finish for now, and um, we'll sit around and drink a little bit more beer. It's the end of day one now, and we've made camp in the most stunning, stunning location. And better even than we thought it would be. I'd just describe it to you. First of all, the sun is shining. The sky is blue and cloudy. We're at the side of a stream that's coming down from um, uh, a quarry, which we were going to aim for, but uh, we've... Uh, found a nice spot a bit lower down. We've got mountains all around us. Uh, there's some with snow on. And, I don't know, just uh, less than a quarter of a mile away is the start of a reasonably gentle climb up to the ridge of Munro's uh, that uh, 
Phil is still with me. He's pointing at a name. That's no use, Phil. I can't <laughs> pronounce that. Anyway, these are a ridge of mountains or Munros that run um, above the um, Albeit uh, Glen Affric Youth Hostel. And so, perfectly positioned for tomorrow. And we can see little patches of snow up there, but nothing that looks as if it's going to give us any difficulties. Uh, the two Duramid tents are almost perfectly pitched. Uh, running water nearby. Uh, as we said, we've been looking for a campsite for quite a while because the ground is pretty boggy, but we've just found the best, I think, dry spot. And uh, as day ones go, this has been better, I think, than anybody expected, Phil. Absolutely, yeah, and the weather was looking a bit, uh, a bit negative, certainly last night when the rain came in and this morning when um, uh, you know, it, was, it was a bit of a downpour and we were, it was a jackets-on-jackets-off moments, apart from those in Paramo. Um, and yeah, and it just got brighter and brighter, really, and then it, you know, I put the sunscreen on and it started raining again, and then it stopped raining, and it's been, been really, really nice. I'm really, really pleased so far. Days like this, you realise you, you, know, you don't have to work into this. You're just absolutely right bang in the middle of it. Um, we've chosen to go a bit higher than most people did today, and I think it was really worth it in terms of campsite spots. Lee and uh, Tony strolled on a little bit further down the path and we took up, climbed up a pretty steep hill and uh, I reminded myself that I'm now getting quite a bit older than Phil uh, as he zipped <laughs> up ahead. We met an old fella, I think he was on the challenge, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, yeah. yeah. And uh, he'd been this way, I don't know, 20 years before, he said, and uh, he'd done it all in one go, but he was regretting it a little and uh, he hasn't followed us up, so... Uh, that's the joy of something like this, you know, you're having a hard day, you, well, you change your route, basically, so long as you've got your maps with you and your writs about you, but this is just absolutely perfect. And uh, I say we're perfectly positioned now for this uh, climb up to this ridge of Munro's, which uh, looks stunning, and if the weather's anything like it was this morning, which it promises to be, we won't have any really bad low lying cloud which is which is good but uh magnificent and um i guess we also had the first bit of peat bog trudging under our belts as we trudged across some pretty damn ground but uh all in all on uh, the evening of day one this is about as near to scotland perfection as it gets And that concludes the first few days on the RAB TGO Challenge 2010. When spirits are high, muscles are toned and ready, and the rucksack is full of shiny new gear. A more detailed account of their crossing with pictures and kit lists, etc., can be found on their blogs. Andy's is andyhowell.info. Shirley's is pwiglet.com. Plus, of course, the website dedicated to the event itself. TGO Challenge. .co.uk Join us next time as the journey across Scotland continues on the TGO Challenge. 
Thank you for listening to this podcast. To hear more from our extensive free library, please visit the website at theoutdoorstation.co.uk. You can now follow The Outdoor Station on Facebook, where we chat about each program we produce, answer questions, and discuss future productions. Why not join us there? This podcast is produced and hosted by theoutdoorstation.co.uk.